Hey everyone, this is Daniel, and this is Two Guys, a Pizza, and a Podcast. I have Ben with me. Hey guys, how's it going? We are so excited because this is episode three. Three, so we have not uh, failed yet, at least in terms of uh, you know already flunking out of doing podcasts, but yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked. We have another pizza for you guys, obviously, and I think one of the things we're going to be trying to do is we're going to try to give it to you right off the bat because one, uh, we just ate some of the pizza, but two... We actually now have an Instagram where we're going to be posting our pizzas so you mm-hmm. can see exactly what we're eating today. Yep. Um, and so that way you can see the review, or sorry, see the pizza. We won't give the review until you listen to the podcast. So, that's that's the kicker. You got to listen. Yeah, that's how we keep you coming. That's that's our, yeah. our secret. <laughs> yeah, keep coming back for more. We did post a picture on our Facebook page. We'll have it on Instagram soon, but we got... Joe's Pizza in Little Elm tonight. Yeah, another Little Elm Pizza place. Another Little Elm Pizza place. So that's where we live, right? This is our area, so we got to hit all the local spots yeah. first. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of worried because the day that we run out of local spots, we're going to be traveling, <laughs> yeah. you know, six hours each direction. We will, yes. Well, but it's Texas, though. We're used to it, right? Yeah, exactly. That's very true. So we got Joe's Pizza. We got their specialty pizza tonight, which is chicken parmesan. Yes. yes. I don't know if I've ever even told you this before, but my favorite Italian dish is chicken parmesan. Oh, no, you have not. So Yes. So is it so let me ask you this. Okay, we're going to go ahead and review the pizza obviously. Okay, yep, yep. As a chicken parmesan, uh-huh. would you eat this if you could take it off the pizza? Would you eat the chicken parmesan? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, that was the first thing that I was like, okay, this is really good because it sometimes you know you go to an Italian place and have chicken parmesan and it's way too breaded. Yes. Or not breaded enough. Oh. You know, sometimes you get that soggy breading. Yeah. Or it's almost too thick sometimes. It's almost too thick, yeah. And then you have to worry about, like, am I going to get salmonella from this? Because I don't even know if it's done. No, absolutely. Um, No, I would. To answer your question, yes, I would. This was a very, very good pizza. Uh, I will start with you. What would would you think of it? So as far as a specialty pizza, this is probably one of my favorite specialty pizzas. I usually don't dive into specialty pizzas. So um, I think chicken buffalo, you know, those type of pizzas are Mm -hmm. usually the ones I go for. But that's a pretty rarity. As far as a pizza is concerned, it definitely hit all the, the check boxes. Okay. Yep. Um, and they kind of describe it for you those who, who haven't looked at the photo yet. You know, definitely it has cut up chicken parmesan on top. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the mixture of your mozzarella cheese, your parmesan cheese. They have the Italian spices on there. Oh yeah. And then me and Daniel couldn't decide what they look like. They have the marinara sauce. They might also have the pizza sauce. I'm not quite sure. It if might they be have, a blend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not quite sure because I can tell there's a sauce on there that's yeah. poured on. And I don't know if that's different from the sauce that's already baked in, I guess, essentially. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But it is really good sauce. Yes. No, wh- whatever it was, it's they're both good. Yeah. They're fine with me. Yeah. And then I think the I think the crust was wonderful. It wasn't it wasn't too firm. It wasn't too soft. You know, it could hold its own weight with the new chicken parmesan. Yep. So uh. So we also we also have to ask this too. Would you eat it cold? Yes, I think I would. Okay. I, I, I okay. think I would eat this completely cold. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Because that's the litmus test. If you can if you can eat a cold pizza, it's a great pizza. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that, I think, uh, for our very first week. We talked yep, about with Johnny's, yeah. That'll be a reoccurring question then. So It has to be, yeah. yeah. And I and I want, I want thing that's going to be pointed out, because I know, you know, we try to bring these pizzas to the best, you know, try to order them as close as we can to the podcast time and everything of that nature. But there is a sense of... We're trying to give them a level playing field, too. If yep. you're a little bit on the lukewarm side, that's okay. We take that. We factor that in. But definitely a good lukewarm pizza. Yep. I mean, it wasn't piping hot when we got it. Right. But I would definitely probably eat this cold. Flavor was there, yeah. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, we won't do the bar stool thing. We won't do the ratings. We're just going to give good, clean yeah. review. But I think maybe it would be, would you order it again? 
I would I would order the chicken parmesan. Actually, let me say this. There was enough options there that I think I would actually rather order something else. Not because I don't like the chicken parmesan. Sure. Um, but I think I would just... I like to see what else they have. Broaden the horizons a little yeah, bit. They yeah. actually have a Sicilian pizza I was thinking I was telling you about. Um, which you don't know if anyone doesn't know what that is. It's kind of like a deep dish. Think of it as like your your cheese stick cheese sticks from like mm. Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is essentially, but it's yeah. on a that's uh, a pizza essentially. And so they have a Sicilian style pizza, and and at least in the Texas area, I can't ever find that. Like no, you, you never, just don't find no. that ever. I think the last time I found it was in Austin. Would that be almost like a Detroit style pizza, or would it be more of Chicago deep dish? No, it would be more on the uh, Detroit style. Detroit side. Okay. Yeah, I think there is still a little bit of a difference, but I'm I'm not I'm not 100 sure what that yeah. is. I'm not a pizza expert in that level. I'm not a level <laughs> four. By the time we're done with this podcast, for however many years down the road, we will be pizza ex- yeah. experts. For yeah, sure. we'll be a level five. Absolutely, we'll a level five. Absolutely. But no, it's fantastic. Great pizza. Highly recommended if you live in the area. Try out the chicken parmesan pizza from Joe's Pizza in Little Elm. You will not regret it for sure. Definitely. So, so Daniel, we're in episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we got a couple things come up. So for us, this is this is uh, almost the week before Halloween. Yeah. Uh, uh, two weeks before Election Day, or a week and a, is it a week and a half? Two I think weeks? A week and a day. Okay. Next yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So we're we're a week and a day away from politics, and I know some of you guys have already said, "Oh, I hope they don't always talk about politics," but hey. It's current. We like to talk about it. What's your thoughts? I know what, what's the big things going on right now. We have the yeah the debate. The, the the next debate was on. Yep, yep. The debate was last Thursday. Yep. And it was much better than the first debate. I'll give you that. Yeah, it was we'll, much better. There wasn't screaming at each other, so yep. that was nice. It wasn't a lot of interruptions. I actually so because we did the VP debate, that was good. This was I would say this was better. Um, there was more ideas that were out there. There was a little bit more policies that were talked about. Um, I thought Trump was civil, as civil as you could expect him to be. But I thought the moderator actually stole the show. I thought she was amazing. So that, so that, yeah. So I know I didn't get to watch it live when it happened, mm-hmm. and I came home, and my wife Lauren, who had been watching it, I was like, you know, how's the debate been? And she said, well, the moderator's actually been keeping them, yeah, you know, on the toe, on their toes. You know, it was mm-hmm. very considerate. You know. Okay, I'll give you 10 seconds to finish. Yeah. I'll give you 10 seconds. Did it cut him off? Did he yell over him? But mm-hmm. you would just say, I'll give him 10 more seconds. And so and played played fair, it seemed yeah. like. Yeah, I, I actually thought that the questions were balanced. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that she was leaning one way or the, or the other. And I was actually really surprised because leading up to the debate, a lot of people thought it might have been a little bit left-leaning because she's uh, friends with the Obamas, friends with the Bidens, things along those lines. So it was kind of like, okay, is she going to be bipartisan? Or is she going to lean one side? And I didn't get that sense at all. I thought she was a rock star. Uh, I can't think of her name. Kristen something. Welker, I think. But I thought I thought she was fantastic. Um, I thought the debate was really well. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, like, I mean, they said that there's been 50 million people that have already voted. Yeah. And that's a lot. Yeah. When you, when, in terms of early voting. They're expecting yep. 100 million more, so almost a third of yep. the votes are already in. There, there supposedly is, I think, uh, I was watching the news today, 150 is the uh, estimated number of total voters that can that will have registered to vote, okay. total vote. Okay. Um, and so and maybe maybe a little bit higher, maybe 200. But So even if they hit 100, I mean, that's like, that's over 60%, which would still be, I know I think the turnout's expected to be 62%. Yeah. It's not the highest. There's actually... Goes back a little bit higher um, back in the day. That I don't know, talk about that, but anyway, sorry. 
Um, but yeah, so it would be a huge turnout. I mean, especially early Lots voting, turnout, as you said, yeah. is just already just. I mean, have you early voted? I know I, I did. Early voted. Okay, I voted um, the first week you could. Uh, so it was probably a couple Tuesdays ago, and I would say there was probably a line of sixty people. So even on that, that was like two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon on a Tuesday. Yeah, and so. uh, and for those who don't live in Texas, on on Texas, November, you know, election day, Tuesday, it is packed everywhere. Oh it's, yeah, it's miserable. Like you just you just don't go on election day. You go early voting. It's just that's what you just do. That's it. And I experienced that firsthand because I've been in Texas for coming up on eight years. So the last election waited until the weekend before. So I think it was like the Saturday before, or maybe even the Sunday before the election and we went to a local firehouse there, there no exaggeration at least 120 people in line oh my gosh so we waited a good solid hour just to vote uh and it was <laughs> it was interesting to say the least but but yeah so it's gonna get crazy it's gonna get chaotic you know i'm sure that we're gonna hear a lot of stories this week leading up to it uh you know our next podcast will be a reaction of course, to yeah, what I'm, it all comes down to. We'll, we'll have you know we'll have the final vote, and yep. it should be in by that point. Um, not that we won't ever talk about politics, but I'm sure that'll kind of wrap up our. Tis the season, right? Yeah, we, we yeah, kind of have to you, talk you about have it. To talk about it, yeah. You know? um, but yeah, I'll be definitely intrigued to see how because, like I said, uh, or I, we may have talked about it last mm-hmm. last time, or maybe just you and you, me who talked about. It. You know, I'm not 100 percent sold on on how this is going to turn out. I know. I don't even know if we're going to know. On election night. That's another thing. I mean, that's what they were talking about today on the news. It's like it could be a couple of days. I, I mean, if I was if I was to put my money on it, I would say Friday is when we would know. Okay. So that would be the fifth, sixth, November sixth. That's my prediction. I hope I hope it's sooner than yeah, that. Yeah, I would I would think by thir- early Thursday morning we would you know wee hours of Thursday morning but who knows we just don't want another Bush and Gore fiasco because yeah. that was ridiculous yeah. well <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see two parties fighting to the, oh, the my bitter goodness. end yeah. on that for yeah. sure um, okay so we had that we also had uh, today we had the, the Senate uh, confirmation mm-hmm. Amy um, Coney Barrett yes and so I know the voting it's going on right now that's what I was say it's yeah. going on right now and they're expecting all the votes will come in that she'll be confirmed okay so again just, just one more uh one more controversial thing going on in politics right now. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is so uh, watching the news today, I saw so many ads. I mean, literally every other ad that we had was um, definitely was was almost like this mud slinging ad of you know who are you voting for? Oh, mm. this you know they're awful, whatever kind of thing you know. And it, or the next ad was. And then it'd be the, the opposite person's ad. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. So-and-so has voted, you know, voted for this. I'm just like, every ad's like this. Like, did, yeah. we, just, did we just flip a switch? So. And, and, and the gloves are definitely off now. There's, there's no more playing nice. Those ads are getting pretty brutal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're but going I, for the throat now. They have to. I mean, I'm sure at this point they have to. Yeah. It's just, you got to get those last-minute voters. But, I mean, how many of those last-minute voters do you think are truly undecided at this point? Maybe, maybe, okay, 10% would be generous. That would be very generous, yeah. I, I, I'm more aligned with 5 to 3%. Okay, I think that's realistic. I think that's more realistic. But then, what, what's going to be their deciding factor between now and next Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, There's no more debates. I would, I would probably say, they'll, for those that do last-minute research, which is going to be probably even less than that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they'll, that'll be their, their factors when we finally pull up. 
You know, some of them will probably maybe be swayed by a commercial if they're on the, if they're really on mm-hmm. the fence. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think that many. Um, you know, I think there's only. I mean, and I hate to say it, but I think most people will only watch or only care about the president. Yeah, that's all they're going to care yeah. about. You know, they're not looking at their their county judge or the railroad commissioner. Right. That's just not something that doesn't really pertain to them. And so, I don't I don't think they'll ever do any research on that. Some people do. Um, but who knows? So the fully committed people do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> ironically, what's funny is so someone texted me yesterday, um, or it was Sunday, and I don't know how they. I guess you can vote on Sunday. I didn't know you could vote. I didn't on know Sunday. you could vote on Sunday. Uh, they voted in on Sunday, and they didn't like the 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 the, the sheriff, the county sheriff uh, options. Okay. And they wrote in a name, and and this is a. Uh, um, this is actually one of Lauren's friends, so it's not even one of my. I mean, they were my, my friend too, but sure. they were Lauren's friends first. Uh, she wrote in my name as Ben as, Boyd for sheriff for, for county sheriff. So I was <laughs> like, okay, all right, let's do this. You know, yeah. So uh, so I'm hoping that I'll, I'll, I'll pull somehow magically pull the rest of the votes needed and I'll win it. But that's well, at the very least, we at least planted some seeds. So next term, yeah, that, okay. that's all you. Yeah, you know? ex- exactly <laughs> for sure. One other thing that would be interesting, I would say that we're going to dabble into pop culture just a little bit. So the big news also last week was Chris Pratt. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, there was a Joe Biden fundraiser that I think six Avengers actors were present asking questions to him and Kamala Harris. Well, Chris Pratt did not attend. And because of that... The social justice warriors, as we like to call them, or the uh, the what are the, the the internet with muscle people, mm-hmm. uh, started trolling on Twitter and Instagram and so forth, and really running his name through the mud. And, and those of you who don't know who Chris Pratt is, you know, star of Jurassic World, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Lord, Star Lord, yeah. yeah. And but we know him as Andy from Parks and Rec. That's true. Yes, because that was when he was. At his peak. Yeah. He funny. was living in a van literally while he was filming <laughs> yes. that. Literally. Yeah. yeah. So Robert Downey Jr. of all people came to his defense. And and actually, I don't want to discount some of the other people. There was Mark Ruffalo. There was Zoe yeah. Saldana. There was, a, there was a lot of... There was a lot. And it was even funnier. So it was for this event and it just happened to coincide and it may be because of, because of the event. They were saying, who is the worst Chris? And that's... I don't know. That yes. was the reason... Yeah. They say Chris Pat's the worst of, you know, Chris Evans, yep. Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine. Yeah. Which I'm that like, was the big thing. Yeah, right? which he I'm like, the... Chris Pine would probably, I mean, <laughs> Chris Pine I like Chris guy. Pine, but I mean, like, hey, what has he done? Let's just say, you know. I mean, it's got to be a coin toss for me between Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth because, I mean, you have Star Lord and you have Thor, so. As your worst? No, as my best. Oh, okay. Let's say, oh, oh so you're talking about your worst. Yeah, my okay. worst would be. Well, Chris, Chris Pine, Pine is definitely the worst. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay Wait, you're saying he's the best. What, Chris Pine? Yeah. No, no, no. Chris Pine's the worst. Okay, okay. so we agree. Yeah, we agree. so Chris okay. Pine, yeah. Sorry, we, we were having a moment of, like, panic of, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like Wait a we, minute, we can't be friends anymore <laughs> after this. No, yeah, Chris Pine's Chris the worst. Chris Pine, yeah. Although, I will give him a lot of credit. In Wonder Woman, he's pretty funny. Oh, well, I'm just saying, of the four. Of the four, yes. He's just he's just the worst. Yeah, he's just, yeah. I mean, he's not in a Marvel movie, so you already have to just kick him out. So, yeah. But this is what RDJ said. He went to Instagram, and he said, What a world, the sinless, in quotations are casting stones at my brother Chris Pratt, a real Christian who lives by principle, has never demonstrated anything but positivity and gratitude, and he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse and just plain fact. And if you don't know, he's talking about Catherine Schwarzenegger, who is a Kennedy, Maria Shriver's daughter. Okay. 
He goes on to say, insists on service at the highest value. If you take issue with Chris, I've got a novel idea. Delete your social media accounts. Sit with your own defects of character. Work on them. Then celebrate your humanness. Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. I got your back, back, back. Mm. So what are your thoughts? So, I mean, obviously it seems like a very genuine response. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it probably brings a lot of weight. Who, I mean... RDJ, I mean, what he's been through and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Bringing and sharing that kind of like testimony to, to Chris Pat's character and things of that nature, which, which is awesome. Um, you know, from what we know of Chris Pat, I would say, you know, you know, he is a, he, he's, he's a Christian man. Mm-hmm. He stands up for his faith. Um, you know, he's had some conversations uh, where he's, you know, talking about he's won an award, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's very specific, you know, that there is a God that loves you and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, he doesn't always go into super big detail, which, right. I, which I wish he would do more, but um, he, he just doesn't in that regard. But for the for the most part, I, you know, I see this as this is another character example of, you know, he's living his life for the Lord and it's being seen. I don't know where RDJ stands, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's being seen obviously by, by yeah. other people for that for that point. And um, definitely interesting to say, what, what, what are your thoughts on his? Well, I agree with everything you just said, but I think this is your classic example of the cancel culture right okay. he did nothing wrong for what we know we have no idea what his political affiliation is nor nor do we no, really and care. i don't think he yeah yeah no, you're right he doesn't come out and endorse a certain candidate he's not going to be talking at the dnc or the rnc he just he's, he's he's a family man he's a good dad and so forth um and he's got a moral compass which is good it's something we should root for right this is refreshing to see one of his friends slash co-stars defend him because we don't see a lot of that you know especially in hollywood because they kind of eat their own a little bit yeah as soon as you go south they, they cut they cut oh, they the line yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we weren't even going to talk about this but this actually comes to mind like you know matthew mcconaughey was on the joe rogan show today and they just asked him like hey like christianity is not really accepted in hollywood like what are your thoughts on that and he said well you know i've you know, because Matthew McConaughey claims to be a Christian. Okay. And uh, and he's and he's Texas own, right? Austin. So he said, um, We'll forgive him there. Yeah, we'll forgive him there. He's a UT fan too. But um, you know, he said, you know, Joe Rogan asked him, like, hey, have you ever seen anything like that? And he said, Well, you know, I've won an award. You know, he's an Academy Award winner. He's been on the biggest stages mm-hmm. where he's thanked God, you know, given credit and glory and so forth. And he said, I will see people who I've prayed with at dinners who I've had conversations with about Christ who will stand up to clap and then they'll look around and then they won't clap because they don't want to ruin their brand. Mm. So it's a very prevalent thing, I think, in, in, in Hollywood of not to go to that, I guess, side or make your views that well known because you might lose a role or you might not win that award or you just might not get any more movie contracts. Sure. So, and that's sad, you know, it's a sad reality, but you know, just kind of coming full circle. I think that's really cool of Robert Downey Jr. to actually, you know, throw his neck out there a little bit to stick up for him. Sure. Well, you know, something that's interesting though. So this is my only caveat to all of this. Um, so for those that don't know, so obviously Dan was reading from, I think it was Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram. Post Instagram. Not, yeah. It was an Instagram post and he posted a photo uh, of him and, <laughs> and Chris uh, and if you notice in the middle, there's this huge gap between big them. Big gap. Big gap. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, when you post anything on any internet, you know, on mm-hmm. the internet, it's immediately going to be searched and verified. And immediately they realize that Tom Holland was yep. actually in the photo to begin with. He was the the middle 
person that they've essentially have now cut out yeah. um, and photoshopped out. So do you think that takes away at all from, from RDJ's <laughs> post? Or you think it was just done just because, you know, they were trying to say, like, yeah. you know, I'm friends with... I'd love to see Tom Holland's reaction. And for those of you who don't know, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Yes. Um, I would love to see that, actually. I don't think there was any ill will there. I think, I think um, hey, for all we know, that's the only picture they have, you know, on set. <laughs> I hope they have more, but yeah. um, maybe that was just the one he was looking at. And, you know, knowing RDJ and his humor, he was probably like, "Yeah, I'm just going to get Tom out of this picture." I mean, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Man. He, I mean, he just always is. You know, third, yeah. third person to everything. Third person to everything. He's a young. He's a young gun, right? We, we don't really care about him. No, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, we talked to Chris Pat. We talked about um, you know him not attending the event, mm-hmm. kind of his Christian faith. Uh, I know we were we were something that you had sent to me today, and just kind of been on our hearts. Uh, You'd sent me a video recently about Barabbas, which mm. for those who don't know, Barabbas is um, it's in the gospel mm-hmm. of during one of the points when Jesus was being taken before the crucifixion. Yeah. He was uh, put before Pilate, the mm. um, uh, not the emperor. Roman. Um, what would he have governor? 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 Yeah. A governor. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus. So there's uh, Pilate who's over, kind of being overwatched governor. Um, and then you have Jesus, and then you have this other character named Barabbas. Mm-hmm. And Barabbas is basically um, described as a murderer. Uh, He's uh, described as a lot. So a know. murderer, an insurrector, a thief, a crook. Yeah. Basically, not a, not a nice dude. Not a nice, nice dude. dude. Um, and so essentially, uh, the reason this is happening is this is a special uh, occasion, a holiday for the Jewish uh, mm-hmm. people at this time. And so Pilate, as a governor, it's, it's a common thing that he would put two people up. And he would essentially let the crowd pick one to be uh, pardoned, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure Pilate and his thinking was like, oh, Jesus should be the default one because he hasn't done anything. Or like, he hasn't literally done nothing. You know, maybe he's made a couple people upset, but, you know, and, at least in Pilate's eyes. And yeah. you have uh, Barabbas, who's literally just totally just crazy, essentially. Well, he's on death row. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no. So, in kind of the, to, to piggyback off of that, the backstory had breakfast this morning with a, with a gentleman. We were talking about sermons that have had impacts on us, mm-hmm. and uh, you know me. I'm Matt Chandler, Robbie Gallaty, Skip Heitzig, Connor Bales, of course, uh, our pastor. And uh, he said, "You you really need to check out uh, Judah Smith and his sermon on Barabbas." And uh, I said, yeah, "Of course, you know if you recommend it, I'm going to watch it." And there's two different versions on YouTube. There's one that's like this eight minute, I think eight and a half minute long uh, kind of synopsis, if you will, uh, of the full sermon. The full sermon itself is about 47 minutes long, so it's a lot more detailed and so forth. But sure, uh, it definitely hit me because you know, we were talking about this a little offline. <laughs> we, we joke about this, like just God's love and how vast it really spans. And we're like, you know, the controversial things to say are, you know, God actually loved Hitler. And you get a lot of oohs and ahs when you say something like that. God loved Joseph Stalin. You know, God loves evil people in the same way he loves you know, what we would deem as good, mm-hmm. right? Well, we, you know, we've read the crucifixion story you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times, and Brabus is just kind of this character in it, right? And you're, you do kind of wonder, and the sermon dives into this a little bit, it's like, why would, why would God even include him in this story? Like, what, what's the meaning of that? And... You know, it really is to show that that's a person that God loves too. Yeah. And we, we really lose that because we're kind of like, well, no way. You know, like, how could he? He 
he replaces Christ. It was his punishment that Christ took on. And the line in the sermon that really resonated was, you know, God had to treat Jesus the way he would have treated Barabbas so that he could treat Barabbas the way that he would treat Jesus. I think it's just, it's, 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 you know, I don't want to get too sentimental, but it's a beautiful statement because we don't really grasp just how much that love, like, like what, I guess the magnitude of it. Well, sure. No, absolutely. And I, and I think almost to a point too, is as, as, as Christians, you know, you said you had read the story many times. I think, you know, a lot of Christians who, who know probably at Christmas time, uh, I know myself, we read the crucifixion story, which is kind of, kind of a weird thing to do. Oh, actually we read, Sorry, we don't read the crucifixion. We actually read the uh, the beginning, but we also eventually catch up on the crucifixion. But we do occasionally, obviously, read it at Easter. That's one of the primary times we read it. And so to see this interaction, it's always been kind of seen as, you know, wow, I really wish, you know, why did they not vote for Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. and we know why because the Pharisees and the Sadducees obviously wanted Jesus to die, and and it because it had to be so. Yeah. I and mean, that was another reason. And God allowed this to happen because He needed Jesus to obviously. Yeah pay for the world you know to, to take our sins yeah. yeah that's the only way so it's just you know i've never thought of that i've never thought of especially we are barabbas essentially we, yes that that is us i mean and some people say well i'm not a murderer and i would say well you know have you ever you ever been angry at somebody to the point you you know, want to kill them you know you know have you ever had that thought you know you're you're a murderer you know if you yeah. if you you know if you've lied you lied you know even if you stole a pencil or if you coveted stealing a pencil you you're know a thief. you're a thief so yeah. it's you know we we are no different. I mean, just even committing one sin is just you are you are Barabbas. Which yeah. Um, well, I don't I don't think that we fully grasp that God sees sin as this equal playing field. You know, for us, you know, if I if I stole a pencil to use your example, but my neighbor you know shoots somebody point blank. We see that as drastically yeah. different. Like, like, hey, I'm I'm not going to prison the rest of my life for stealing a pencil, right? Mm-hmm. In God's eyes, it's it's it's, the, the, it's equally it's sin. equally sin, yeah. and it's it's what keeps us separated, and and it's hard to grasp that, you know, because it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Well, we we see this. I think as as, as humans, we see this short term punishment. Yeah. Which obviously, if you steal a pencil, you might have to apologize, to get the pencil back. Like mm-hmm. That's that's probably the worst thing. Maybe. I don't know if anything else you could really do. Maybe go to jail for a day, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know. But obviously, if you murder somebody, you're you're going to go to prison for a long time, and you, you can't may, take it back. Yeah. You, know, you yeah, you may uh, you may lose your life over it. Yeah. Um. But in the end, both will pay with death. You know. Yes. Um, yes. Now, granted, one comes at you know we say at the hands of man, but yeah. and ultimately, all death is you know it's because you've sinned. So absolutely. So yeah, it, yeah. We just see that short term consequence, and we mm-hmm. don't we don't see the long term. Consequence of death or yeah. consequence of sin. Sorry, at the least. Yeah, and you know, and I try not to say this too often. And you know me; I talk about sermons a lot. It was are top top five for sure, to probably top three, like most impactful sermons I've ever listened to. Uh, I would highly encourage anybody to listen to it. And I, here I am; I'm publicizing for Judah Smith. I, I don't know him, <laughs> so. But I think the the sticky part was there's this kind of back and forth that he does with us as sinners talking to, to God, like, but, but I'm not worthy enough and I'm not, you know, I, I'm too bad of a person or I, I carry too much shame or, well, what if I sin again? And he just is talking and as God is saying, look, look I'm still going to be here. 
You know, like, I'm still going to forgive you. I love you. Like, give your sin to me and I'll take care of it. And I think it's the whole element of control, right? Like, we want so much control of our lives. We want to be, we want everything to be in order. When things don't go our way, we get upset. And I think the crucial part of being a believer, right, is relinquishing that and letting God take the reins or, or you know, as Carrie Underwood says, you know, Jesus take the wheel, right? Um, but to actually give that up and let him take that stuff on. And yeah, I can speak for it in my life. I know you can is the peace that comes with that. And it's, it's a piece that you, it's hard to describe just knowing, okay, Hey, I actually don't have to be responsible for all this, or I don't have to carry this giant boulder on my shoulders of life, you know, and it's, it's, it's the most amazing decision ever. And it's just, it was a really cool analogy. You know, you mentioned, um, giving it to God and it. So I think it leads into next, our next kind of our next topic. And we had talked about this last week was, uh, what I'm calling Bible-isms. <laughs> Bible-isms. Um, or things that we don't find in the Bible, but we apparently think as Christians that are in the Bible, essentially mm-hmm. is the best way to describe it. And so one of, a classic example of this, and I don't know if we mentioned it last week or last episode, was God helps those who help themselves. Ah, uh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. So if you don't know what that means, essentially, you know, if you, you know, if you, do, if you need something done, you just do it yourself. Yeah, and you know that's that's essentially God working through you. So, uh, some mm. people will describe it, but um, obviously, if you read Scripture, first off, it's not in Scripture. But secondly, <laughs> if you've yeah. read Scripture, you can obviously see that's that's completely contrary to anything we would we would read or see um, on that. I don't know if you have any. No, absolutely, yeah. And I w- I would say too, not to knock on Hobby Lobby because we spend a, a decent amount of money at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> But doesn't that just have the look and feel of one of those plaques or, you know, one of those things oh, you hang on your wall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, God helps as, those who help yeah. themselves. As for me in my house, you know, which, you know, is another, not to say it's not a, it's a scripture. I know it is, but I, you see it in a lot of houses and I always yeah. think it's funny. I'm like, oh, you should go read that specific reference yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. pull up everything. Uh, but yeah, so no, it, obviously the saying, God helps those who help themselves run contrary. And for, you know, a, quick, a couple quick verses, one specifically is trust in your Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which is in Proverbs three five. You know, what, that's a clear example of like, uh, yeah, you can't you can't trust um, on anyone else other than mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to lean with all, um, supposed to lean into Him and not your own understanding. And I think the other one is uh, Proverbs twenty eight twenty six, which for me, if you um, will ever talk about our favorite books of the Bible, Proverbs is one hundred percent my yeah, favorite Proverbs. books. And that's whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool. Um, which I think is a perfect example because like I know if you roll back the clock any amount of time any years whatever I was thinking back then I was foolish yes um, when I when I tried to lead my own way when I tried to white knuckle through something I was just a fool and so so for me really having to trust in the Lord to give everything to him mm-hmm. um, as we were kind of discussing about earlier is and that's the only way you, you really can move forward well and isn't it just exhausting well, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you try and just do everything on your own, I yeah. mean, I, I I don't know about you, and I'm sure you'd agree, but it's it's reassuring knowing that I don't have to do everything on my own. No. Yeah, but I would say that the period, like 16 and 25, I'll say, was where my knuckles were firmly white. <laughs> but the other one, or I say we actually have a couple other ones. So we have, God will never give you more than you can handle. Yes. 
And that's a big one too. Yes, and I think unfortunately this one gets used a lot more um, yes. within the Christian church and culture. I think even more so than the first one. Uh, I think youth groups, especially um, when <laughs> yes. when talking about um, temptations and struggles, mm-hmm. uh, we like to use this this reference. And uh, don't get me wrong, it, it sounds good, but it's it's just it's just not true. Uh, it's not in scripture. So so let me ask you this honest question: At what age? Did you figure out that it actually wasn't a scripture? Uh, I probably, it was probably early college. Honestly. Okay, yeah, I would say the same thing for me. Maybe even after college. Yeah. Because that is a saying that is just kind of like pounded oh, yeah. over and over and over. You you just hear it. And, and, and so for those that don't know, you know, the, the, the true response would be um, God will always provide a way out. Yes. Um, and I'm trying to think of a direct scripture reference for that on top of my head, but I can't. Can't think of one, um, so we'll 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 uh, we'll make sure we'll reference going we'll forward. Reference that, yes. Going forward, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, God will provide a, a, a way out. Yeah. Um, he will do that, but He definitely gives you more than you can handle because, in one ways, He wants you to trust in Him and rely on Him. That's yeah. it's kind of one of those things that He He definitely does. And I think that's the the ultimate act of dependence, right? Correct. He wants us to yeah. lean on Him, and usually that's I mean, I mean technically all the ways out. Is through him. Yes, that's, that's it. Absolutely, that's that's all there is. Yeah, uh, and then last but certainly not least is let go and let God. Yes. So this is the complete opposite of uh, those who help themselves. You know, God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. And there's the opposite one where it's a Christian. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let let go. And I'm just gonna trust in God. Which you know, you're probably saying, well, Ben Daniel, isn't that literally what you just just said? So, yeah. I mean. Okay, how would you how would you answer that question? It's tough because it's got that nice like warm and fuzzy feel to it, doesn't it? Yes. Like let go and let God. But here's the context where it could be really bad, right? Is like, well, I'm just gonna let go of the steering wheel, <laughs> and uh, he, he's, he's just gonna take it from here, and then you're at the bottom of a cliff, and that didn't work out the way you wanted. Sure, it's kind of like okay, I heard this story, and I think this is a great story for 2020. Not a story. Um, Folklore, we'll call it. Pastor, church is on fire. We say parable. If we say parable, it's a Jesus thing. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely not going down there. So, um, <laughs> so there's a pastor who um, the town is being flooded. Okay. And uh, his whole congregation's leaving. They're telling him, hey, you got to get out. You know, and he's like, nope, I'm going to wait for God. I'm going to wait for him to give me a sign. So, a couple minutes later, fire department comes by, says, hey, let's go. Everybody's evacuating. Nope. I'm saying God's going to give me a sign. I think it's like a policeman comes by later. He's like, hey, last train out. Let's go. Let's go. He says, nope, I'm waiting for God to give me a sign. And he ends up drowning. And the church goes down, right? Mm-hmm. When he gets to heaven, he says, God, where were you? And he's like, I sent you the firemen. I sent you the policemen. What, what else did I need to do? <laughs> uh, so and I think that it kind of has a little bit of a correlation, right? Because, you know, if we're living in his will, then, then we'll know the direction. Yeah. I, there will be definitely wisdom and guidance in, yes. in, in that. And so, to the, you know, I think sometimes when we think of letting go, we, you know, we see other people who might just, um, just totally, they just become absent of everything mm-hmm. else. Um, and they don't, they don't trust it. They don't really, in reality, they don't, I don't think they actually trust in the Lord or, or move forward with the Lord in that. So, yeah. And there's know. a real danger in it. Yeah. You know, because, you know, God gives us instructions. He gives us commandments that we're supposed to yeah. follow. But we're also not just supposed to sit at like a bump on a log and just, you know, wait around. Yeah. You know, because 
you know, God wants us to seek him. So seeking that wisdom, seeking that direction um, is, is a little bit of a polar opposite of let go and let God, even though I think that the intentions are good. Sure. No. In all of these. But yes. Yeah, it's definitely, there is good intentions, well-mannered intentions, but unfortunately, um, well-mannered intentions mm-hmm. don't don't save you, unfortunately. And I'd like to see the mansion of whoever is living uh, there who came up with the God will never give you more than you can handle. Because that's on every coffee cup, that's on t-shirts, that's on billboards, you know, that's everywhere. And, uh, and then let go and let God is probably that person's neighbor. So uh, we see those <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Daniel, I was going to say, you know, we're coming up in October, we're coming up in Hollow, you know, well, we have Halloween, we have Chris, uh, no, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, the holidays. Anything in particular, I mean, just that stands out to you during this time of season, you know, with, especially with COVID, I don't know if there's mm-hmm. anything in particular mm-hmm. that's just been on your on your mind or anything of that nature. Well, I think, I think if there's any year that the holidays are going to be very impactful I would say it'd be this year now neither of us to my knowledge know anybody who has been directly affected by COVID in the sense that we know somebody who has passed Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of those out there sure oh absolutely Um, there's going to be a lot of fatherless motherless homes I'm not trying to get morbid Um, so I think when we think about Thanksgiving I mean there's so much to be thankful for this year and hey and here's the reality you know you and i have you know kind of chosen we're not going to live our lives in fear but there is a real thing out there a real threat so we do take our precautions we don't know what could happen in the next couple of months but i would say this season specifically is uh one to really heighten that thankfulness and giving thanks where it should be thanking those people around us i think you know (laughs) When this whole thing started, what, March? Things started shutting down. Yeah. I would say the most underappreciated people out there are the ones that work at grocery stores. Yeah. And most of those are teenagers when you really think about it. At least when I go. Yeah. They're mainly teenagers. Um, but <laughs> the mad dash to get that TP and get all the, the soap yeah. and the uh, the Germex. Yeah. <laughs> just, just crazy just thinking about like, those times of just like – all right, I'm going to stay in two, uh, line for two hours oh, yeah. to, to possibly get toilet paper. Oh, there's no toilet paper? I stood here for two hours? Yeah. yeah Great way to spend a Saturday morning, right? I, absolutely. So. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think, you know, we remember those people. We, we say thanks. It's a great time of the year to express that thankfulness to those people. Sure. No, I, I think, I think as you're kind of saying, you know, with everything that's been affected this year, there is a lot more to be thankful of, a lot more to be remindful of as, as we go in. Um, through through the holiday season, you know, especially with Christmas, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of people who aren't going to see family mm-hmm. um, yes. this year, especially um, not not necessarily because you know they've passed away or anything, but just you know, travel is going to be limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, I know today, um, whether you agree with it or not, I know, um, and this is this is just uh, I don't know if it was yeah I think it was Thanksgiving in California oh, being yes. treated very differently. Mm-hmm. Of you can't have more than I think. Three family, two, two, three, three immediate families essentially. Yeah. Um, and you have to be outside. <laughs> yes. You know, and so stuff like that. And so I'm like, have to have your mask on in between bites. Yeah. I'm just like, and they're going to be, uh, with, did I hear fining as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and granted, you know, that's who's been placed in charge and authority wise. And 
which I'm like, man, that's that's insane. But I'm just thinking about how much, you know, as a loved one, not being able to see your loved one because, yeah. you know, hey, we can't see because of what's going on. And, you know, I know for me, when I lived in, uh, I was living, when I, after I graduated college, I lived in Fort Worth by myself. I uh, didn't really have a whole lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. And so not to not be able to see family, you know, not that, you know, if I couldn't travel to see my family, I would be literally eating Thanksgiving by myself, by which would have been the saddest thing ever. And, yeah. Um, so I'm definitely just going to be thankful and, and kind of remindful that, you know, not everyone is this so lucky this year, to say the least. Um, so sorry to bring that uh, that Debbie Downer of a question. I was just, just throwing it out there. Well, let's make it uplifting. So we're a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving, though, right? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, if you know somebody, maybe a neighbor or somebody at your church or a family member that maybe can't travel and you're not in a state that has California-like restrictions. Sure. Extend the invite, right? I mean, there's always plenty of turkey. Yeah. There's definitely always plenty of mashed potatoes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, actually, take it back. Maybe not at our house. We, <laughs> we demolish mashed potatoes. Um, but no, no, definitely. No, extend that Extend that invite if you if you have it, um, to say the least. And, and, and just, you know, or just even be, even if it's writing a letter. Because I think even yeah. just reaching out. Uh, and I say letter because for me, that's one of the most um, best ways to just really just reach out to somebody. You know, a text message is great. But it takes a lot more effort to write a letter, to send a letter. And it's tangible, right? You can hold it. Yeah. It's no, a absolutely. physical thing. Um, so, yeah. So, that's our heartwarming note. Um, Daniel, anything else? Anything that's going on? With, you know, you're, it's on your heart recently or anything else? I mean, aside from really hoping that Florida State turns it around. <laughs> uh, I mean, this again, we, we, we said this on our very first podcast. We're putting an asterisk on the season. That asterisk is going to be permanent for me. <laughs> is LSU, for, for other, other seasons as well, too? You're just going to add that asterisk? I mean, I might as well. You know, <laughs> anytime they're having a bad year, I'm just going to put an asterisk by it. But no, you know, we're, we're going to get through it. Florida State fans out there, we're going to get through it. LSU had a nice win yeah. against South Carolina. So they're at least showing signs of improvement. Um, hey, as long as we break even, that's all that matters to me. That's really all that matters, right? Yeah. yeah. And hey, even if even if you don't, everybody goes to a bowl this year. So <laughs> the NCAA definitely gave out some free gifts for there, that. It's basically participation bowls this year. That's what I'm hearing. Yep, participation participation trophies for everybody. Yeah, so no. they all get it. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I'll definitely. Uh, I don't know. I want to say I'll be praying for. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. No. Day, but no, definitely. So no, and in the same way, I know for me, I don't. I don't know if there's a whole lot. Um, but just continue. You know, it, it's been good to kind of have these discussions, especially about placing our trust and things mm-hmm. of nature. Not to say that you know, I haven't been, but there, you know, it's definitely it's always a good reminder for yes. for me and myself, um, to say the least. Um, well, and, I think I think that's about time. We're going to be wrapping it up here. Yep. Uh, a couple things, a couple house housekeeping tips that we'd like to throw out there to you. Not actual housekeeping tips, but pod keep, pod keeping tips, I guess. Pod keeping. I like that. Yeah. We're going to coin that. Let's create, let's trademark that right yes, now. Let's do it. Yes. Um, so obviously subscribe if you haven't, um, you can actually do that via our Apple podcast. So we are on Apple podcast. Some of you guys, we have found out you've already reached out to us, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are listening through our website, which you are feel free to do so. Our website is two guys, uh, a pizza and a podcast.com. Um, you can check us out there. We also have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, and uh, obviously, and then we obviously have the podcast on Apple Podcasts as well. So feel free to subscribe. I know the other big thing that we had already kind of posted on our Facebook is any ideas, any topic mm. conversation to any pizza places. So 
If you live in the DFW, DFW Metroplex or you've been here before and you're like, hey, I know of a great pizza place, uh, we definitely would love uh, to hear that. For some of those who have already sent us stuff, uh, I know we had quite a few things, and so we're already trying to figure out how we're going to arrange that schedule oh, yeah. and time that out. So we'd love to just, you know, we're going to hit those pizza places up. So keep that coming. We love it. Yeah. We love it a lot. And then our email address is actually the same thing as our website address. Uh, it's just at gmail.com. So yep. feel free to reach out to us. And uh, I think that's everything. I don't, I don't, I don't have is. anything. So thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, see you next episode. See you in episode four. Thank you, guys.